Hello friends, you're all welcome to today's episode of Truth Talk with Alex. Thank you so much for your support and God bless you as you listen to today's message. Today's topic is the life that pleases God and we'll be reading from the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. But before we go into our text today, I just want to welcome you into the presence of God. You know, in the presence of God, there's joy, there's deliverance, there's healing. And it doesn't matter wherever you are, as you're hearing the sound of my voice, you're in the presence of the Most High God. And I just want you to forget about all your troubles, forget about all the circumstances you're in. Because our God is ready to deliver you from your sickness, deliver you from your debts, deliver you from all your worries and your care. See, the grass is on the field. They, they do not worry about anything. The birds of the sky, they do not know where their food is coming from. But because the Lord liveth, He provides for them. So God is ready to provide healing unto you ready to provide good jobs, ready to change your situations, ready to roll away all your problems. So just just keep your mind at ease. Keep your mind at ease. See, do you know where I draw my faith from? I draw my faith that from the fact that God is not limited by anything. God is not a God of limitations. God is limitless. He can do all things, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So, welcome to the presence of the Lord, and let's get into the word of God for today. And from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, by 5, our topic today is the life that pleases God. Hebrews 11, by 11, verse 5, it says, by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Enoch was translated. Do you know the meaning of the name Enoch? It's from the Hebrew. The name Enoch means like a patriarch or initiator were introduced first in the book of Genesis um, to Enoch and all we saw about Enoch was Enoch was the father of Methuselah Enoch the first man that didn't see death he was translated he was taken up to heaven and here in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 tells us that before his translation before he was taken up to heaven he had this testimony this testimony was spoken about him this testimony was recorded against his name that he pleased God that he pleased God our topic today is the life that pleases God you see Enoch presents us with the example of a life that we ought to live. We learn from his translation into glory that 
rapture is a great um, is, a, is a great possibility rapture is a great possibility god did it for enoch god did it for elijah as we, as, as um, we read from 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 the bible elijah was taken up and as he was taken up he passed the mantle onto elisha so god is particular about his servants those that live a life that pleases him because the whole duty of a man on earth is to please the lord and to keep his commandments our whole duty is to obey god that is the reason why we are here on earth you know from the garden of eden in genesis chapter 2 we read that god breathed his life into man and man became a living soul so we have a portion of god in us amen we have a portion of god in us so that portion of god in us is what makes us do the good things that we do but it is quite alarming that now humanity has veered into a path in into that into that broad way where everything that we do everything that all the concepts we have have been corrupted our concept of love has been corrupted our concept of trust has been corrupted and so we have these trust issues we have these trust issues towards our brothers towards our sisters towards our spouses and it's quite sad that we take these trust issues to god God that has breathed his life into us. So what is a what is a life that pleases God? What is the glimpse? How do we live a life that pleases the Almighty God, our Father in heaven? How do we do that? Now, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, the Bible, the Old Testament, it's 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 a mythical world, you know. People would say um, the, the, the situations of things then is not the same as the situations of things now. Yes, yes. You know, now we've got planes, we've got cars. Then they had feet. <laughs> they had cattle, you know, chariots. You know, now we have technology. We understand that social media. We, we understand all that. But the evil of man in those days same evil of man that is going on in our own time and now people would say the times the conditions of which enoch lived in is quite different from the the, the the conditions that we live in but let us not forget that in the book of genesis chapter 6 from verse 5 to 6 we get a glimpse of the kind of life the kind of era that enoch was in when he was on earth the book of genesis chapter 6 from 5 to 6 it says and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth is the wickedness of man not great right now is there still no wickedness of the heart is there still no wickedness in our time today and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually the heart of man is desperately wicked who can know it it's 
only God that knows the condition of the heart. It's only God that knows that which we think of every single time. And verse 6 says, And it repented the Lord that he made man, that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. God saw the condition of man in the era of Enoch, and it grieved his heart, and it repented of him that he made man. The same man that he said, let us make man in, 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 in our image, after his likeness, after our likeness. God made man in his image after his likeness. And so we see in verse 6, that was Genesis chapter 1. Now we see in verse 6 that it grieved God that he made man. It grieved God in his heart that he made man. The wickedness of man still exists. It existed then in the time of Enoch and exists till today. But let us not lose hope because we have our salvation. We have our victory on the cross of Calvary in the person of Jesus Christ. Let us not lose hope. And so you see the time Enoch lived that the wickedness of man was very, very great as it was recorded in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. And still Enoch lived a life that pleased God and so he was What's your excuse? What is your excuse? What excuse do we have now? What is the excuse? Jesus Christ was cross. The disciples of Christ were persecuted. Some were stoned to death. Some were beheaded. Some were crucified. What is your excuse? What is our excuse? today what is our excuse no matter how evil and corrupt the world around us may be god's abundant grace is available to everyone no matter how evil and corrupt the world we see around us is today god's abundant abundant grace is available to everyone anyone that wants to live a life that is pleasing unto him if you don't live a life that we turn pleasing to god by our own strength we don't live it by our own works by our own effort no if if it were possible for us to live a life by our own effort christ wouldn't have come to the earth jesus christ wouldn't have died jesus christ's blood wouldn't have been spilled he wouldn't have been our redeemer if we could do it by ourselves see it is an it is an act of grace abundant grace amazing grace how sweet the sound that saves the wretch like me our heart is continually wicked as long as we're in the flesh as long as we're on the earth as long as we are still with this body we are bound to make mistakes, we are bound to sin, we are bound to, to, to do all sorts of evil. But it is the grace of God that keeps us. It is the grace of God that molds us, that leads us in this Christian journey, that leads, leads us on this, on this path, that leads us in life. It is the grace of God. Nothing more and 
the abundant grace of God. So there was a radical change in the life of Enoch that he was able to please the Lord. And if we're ever going to live a life that is pleasing unto the Lord, there must be a radical change in our lives. There must be a genuine, biblical, life-transforming salvation through repentance and faith in Christ. That is what makes a difference. A genuine, biblical, life-transforming salvation through repentance and faith in Christ makes a great difference. So if today we want to live a life that is pleasing unto the Father, we want to live a life that is pleasing unto God Almighty, there has to be a radical change in our life through faith and through repentance in Jesus Christ. What then is repentance? What is repentance? How do we repent from our sins? You see, it is not us that cleanses us. We cannot cleanse ourselves. It is Christ that cleanses and he is the one that keeps you clean. Do you understand? Christ cleanses the soul of man and that soul remains cleansed through Jesus Christ. It is Christ that cleanses when we go to Christ, see Christ tells us to come as we are. We come as we are to Christ, but we do not remain as we are, or we do not remain as we were. We come as we are, but we do not remain as we were. And so when you go to Christ, He cleanses you, and all the blemishes are gone, all the stains are gone, all the dross of sin is taken away through the blood of Jesus Christ. So sometimes when we go to God confessing our sins and confessing to God we, we, we are sorry for what we have done, we want to make a change, we want to change, we believe in our own efforts to change, but we do not depend on the grace of God. We do not depend on who God is. The unchanging changer that is able to change situations, that is able to change a man. And so God changes you through the renewal of spirit, through the Holy Spirit, and through the blood and the, and the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. He changes you. And so when we go to God in repentance, sometimes we go and come and Confess our sins at the altar of God and tell Him all that we are and how much we want to change. But still, we live with the body, we live with the guilt. Complete repentance is believing and trusting that God has forgiven you. Complete repentance is believing and trusting that God can forgive and He has forgiven you. And you yourself. You believe that God has forgiven you. That guilt is no more there. That is complete repentance. You believe that God Almighty has forgiven you from whatever sins. And He will be the one to change you. And so repentance is the beginning of a life that pleases God. He does the changing. He does the changing. You know, God 
and Christ told us that we used to see what we need to see them and give to God what we need God. Sometimes we need to see what belongs to see them. But have you ever asked, what is that that belongs to God? The Lord is in his holy temple, let all the earth give silent before him. God and Christ has made us understand that our body is the temple of the living God. Our mind, our soul, and our body is God's. Give it back to Him. Your thoughts, your imagination belongs to God. Give it back to Him. It's like a drop of water. A drop of water drops into an ocean. A drop, of, a drop of water makes an ocean, right? But a drop of water drops into an ocean. Now, can that drop of water say it is the ocean? No. And so we are. We are, we are like that drop of water. And God is the ocean. So everything that is with us, everything that is within us, belongs to God. We give it back to God. Give it back to God. The whole duty of a man is to please the God, is to please the Lord, and keep his commandments. A life pleasing unto God begins at repentance and salvation through faith in Christ. Through faith in Christ. If faith is not yours, you know, some people have faith in themselves, in themselves, that, okay, I have faith in myself that God has answered my prayer. No, you have faith in who Christ is, that he answers prayer. That he changes situations. Remember when I told you in the beginning that you're in the presence of the Lord. He brings joy, he brings healing, he brings deliverance. It is him that brings all these to you. It is he that brings all these to us. So have faith in Christ that he has forgiven you. Have faith in Christ that he has made you whole. He has healed you. Have faith in Christ that the work which he has done on the cross stands for you. His blood that was spilled cleanses you. And that because you confess and you feel it in your heart, this true faith of who Christ is, that you are saved, that he has forgiven you and you are saved. That is the first step. Repentance and faith in Christ.